I'm Pete Primo. This is the podcast for furniture and mattress store owners who want to make more money without the BS. Welcome to the No BS Sales, Marketing, and More podcast for furniture and mattress stores. If you own a furniture or mattress store or you work in one, this is a podcast for you. Episode 22, I am being interviewed by my fabulous co-host, Doug Stewart. Doug, go ahead, let her rip. <laughs> What's going on, Pete? How are you, my friend? Lots, lots. Everything's going on. The world's upside down right now with all these fire-ins from these companies. It's uh, didn't affect me, but affected some people that I know that are really capable people, and uh, just kind of breaks my heart. But I don't want to get distracted. Let's uh, let's let's talk about what's on your mind, brother. Well, so I asked to do this particular episode because I just read a book. <laughs> and so this that's book, a good book <laughs> yeah so this book has your name on it sell a million 101 tips for furniture and mattress store owners to sell another million dollars or more this year yes sir so so you just finished this book and you know at face value it's a it's a pretty good sized book right it's 150 or so pages yeah um you know we hear these we hear these stories about, you know, authors going out into like the Himalayas for, you know, eight eight months and 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 sitting in these cabins with, you know, drinking coffee and, you know, doing the whole thing and coming out eight months later with uh, with with the next great novel. Um, I expect that you didn't have time to do that. And you had probably one or two other things to do while you were writing this book. So tell me this. I, I guess here's my first question for you, Pete. So what what inspired you or possessed you to write a book? Uh, possessed is probably a pretty good word. <laughs> um, what inspires me consistently and constantly is the uh, my commitment to helping my dealers grow their business. You know, I think it's a Emerson quote: "The tragedy of of maybe a person dying with with their music still in them." Mm-hmm. And and I didn't want that to happen to me. And for those of you who know who know me, um, my dad died of a heart attack when he was fifty one. My grandfather died of a heart attack when he was forty four. I have great health. I'm really blessed, and I, I I've worked at it too. Too heavy, but at fifty five, I'm healthy as a horse. But you know, anything could could happen and so you know that kind of not to be morbid you know that crosses my mind every now and again and I really wanted you know something that has happened this year to me in particular is I really feel there's not enough me to go around Doug Mm -hmm. I just feel so pulled in so many you know directions I have an eight-year-old girl Um, I have a wife I love them both so passionately it's it's ridiculous and and then I have this huge commitment to my dealers who have, you know, been with me through line changes. And, and you know, I went through a line change this year um, and I started this podcast this year um, and you helped me so graciously and you and Dan uh, helped me with the uh, Facebook group that's grown so much, the private group. Um, it just feels like there's not enough of me to go around anymore and I don't really spend as much time with my dealers as, as I would like to. So so when I started to, to write this book, Doug, um, to, to answer your question, no, I didn't go to the Himalayas. I've never been there. <laughs> um, 
if if I was going to go anywhere, I would go to Pine Lake in the Adirondacks in New York, where my mm. cousin has a cabin and my aunt has a house, and I would stay there and uh, barricade myself in and ride it. But I couldn't do that because I'm so busy. So a lot of times I was waking up at four o'clock in the morning and doing two or three hours, you know, every day for for a long time. And sometimes you know I just couldn't do it anymore. And you know I I wrote this this book and probably six months but then i wow. rewrote, i rewrote it twice really that's what took in me six a, months that's what took me another six months <laughs> i rewrote it twice completely yeah. i i was wasn't happy with it um one of the things i, I you know business owners are very distracted mm-hmm. and you know they do you know you know what business owners are my heroes Small business owners are the backbone of America. They're what make this country great. Yeah, and, and they work so hard for so little. I just wanted to give them a tool that they could pick up and read for two or three minutes at a time and put it away. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of apologize for it in my forward in the book. This it's not it's not building blocks where you have you could read this book backwards. As a matter of fact. Oftentimes, when I was sending these out and giving them to my dealers at the open house, I said, read chapter 101 first. Mm. It's the most important chapter because that's where you're going to find the money to do all these things that I'm suggesting that you do. If you don't read chapter 101, you're going to get about 10 chapters in and go, okay, where's all this money going to come from to do these things? And so anyway... So, you know, one of the things that I really I really enjoyed about the book and, and really a lot of the books that I've read that I that are on my that I keep on my desk that are some of my favorites are in the same sort of format. And uh-huh. it's that in that like I call it like bite sized chapters. Right. Um, and one, one one thing it really reminded me of is a lot of um, Seth Godin's books. It's not so Love much a, a book that that builds on any particular thing or creates like this big manifesto. But it's it's idea after idea after idea after idea after idea. Yeah. And so I, I really I really enjoyed the read. I mean it's a it's a very easy read, but there's a lot of right. depth to it, right? And there's one thing that I that I noticed is in the front you you know, you talk about it being a book that um, is about marketing your retail business. Yes. It's a marketing book, right? It is. Truly. And I was really worried, Doug, because I decided to call it Sell a Million because that's one of my catchphrases that I've used for years. People that have known me for 20 or 30 years know I always say to them, Sell a Million. Mm -hmm. And I was so worried that, oh, my God, they're going to think it's a sales book. Right. And there's some elements of sales to it, but it's really a marketing book more than anything. So I'm sorry. Go back. Yeah, and, and I would almost say, I mean, while I was reading this, you know, I was I was thinking like, okay, Pete says this is a marketing book, but it feels like something different, right? So I get that aspect of the marketing book, but it almost felt like a, a book on just doing the right thing philosophy, right? And in your your bill of rights is just like in every single one of these, yeah. every single one of these little chapters. It is. Um, so so tell me, talk about that a little bit and how your philosophy kind of kind of bred into this marketing thing well you know we we do the right thing um all the time even when it costs us money asks us ask us how 
does permeate everything that we do in, in business. And a lot of times when I'm talking to a retailer, a store owner who's struggling, a lot of times one of the things that they complain to me about is they're not getting the kind of support that they want to. Doug, when you were a rep, I know that you took it personally, and I know that you took it home, and I knew I know that you spent hours working out programs, both merchandising, training, mm-hmm. and advertising programs for your dealers. There are unfortunately so few of those reps that are out there. It is part of my philosophy, and I really love this business. It's been so good to me. Yeah, I guess it. You know that that philosophy about doing the right thing. Uh, permeates the whole thing and I really believe just from a 50,000 foot view of the world looking down that if we all did the right thing every day forget about business this world would be a better place yeah now specifically to business there is a very direct payoff and you shouldn't do the right thing for the business payoff you should do the right thing to do the right thing because right. it really nurtures who you are and you ultimately sell from your cup of belief in yourself. If you believe mm-hmm. in yourself, you believe in your store passionately that the customer's better off buying from you and your store as opposed to your competitor down the street, you are going to do things and say things and you and your energy that you project will attract all the business you could possibly deliver. Mm. So I'm sorry, I know I went off on a tangent, but I do that. No, I mean, it, it feels like that that's really kind of the prerequisite to, or, or for the person who would read this book, right? You, 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 you attach passion, the, the willingness and the desire to do the right thing, even if it costs you money. And then you take the ideas that you would get from this book, and then you can sort of implement those things, and they're much more likely to work. Right. Right. These the thing that I love about this is, as compared to a lot of marketing books I've read, these are things that you do for yourself and for your business, not to your customer. Exactly. That's it's yeah. such a great point, and I'm I'm glad you really drove that home because um, I didn't quite say it that way, and the way you said it was very powerful. You know, you know, Zig Ziglar is the first time I heard that. You know, thousands of people have said it. You know, selling isn't something you do to someone. Selling is something you do for someone. Right. If you don't believe that, you know, you have a unique advantage. I'll never forget years ago, um, a guy opened some sleep shops, and he's a furniture guy. And he says to me, he goes, did I make a mistake? Because of the time and the economy was starting to, tur- to turn. And I said to him, I said, what is your competitive difference you know why should they buy from you as opposed to buying from someone else and he said i don't know Mm. and i said well i'm just going to say this any industry doesn't matter which one it is it's always big enough to allow for a store that has a a vision of servicing their customers in a different way than they're being serviced now and in a way that the customer wants to wants to shop. So if there's a difference in the shopping experience, a difference in the product, a difference in how you uh, market, there's a different, you know, Saturn, it failed, right? But to me, it was a great example of 
something I'd be very comfortable doing in a mattress store. Having, you know, polo shirts, dockers, not dressed to the nines, trying to almost intimidate customers. Mm -hmm. I really kind of like that shopping experience. And the reason Saturn failed had nothing to do with their their more casual approach. And there's, you know, there, there's a lot of different ways to, to approach business, but the most important thing is what aren't your customers getting right now from your competitors? What aren't mm -hmm. they getting? What what do they hate about shopping for mattresses? What what do they love? Right. Are they, is there something they love about shopping for mattresses? And if there's not, boy, isn't it time that we figured that, that out to, to give them a different experience? Mm -hmm. You know, one of the things that I love, um, you know, Jeff, you and Jeff have become good friends, and I'm really glad that I made that introduction. I always want credit for that. You know, it's a recurring <laughs> theme with me. But, you know, if you go to Jeff's store, you know, you can lay down on a mattress. It's put in a separate room, and you can lay down. You can take a nap on the mattress before you buy, before you commit to that. Every retailer that has space should be doing that in this country. He's been doing it for a few years now. He's been very public about it. I don't know that there's more than a handful of stores that have done it. There are none in my marketplace. None. In all of Ohio, as big as Ohio is and as much business as is done in Ohio, nobody has grabbed that bull, grabbed that bull by the horns. Mm -hmm. It's not that big of a deal. You can right. do it. And you give the customer a different experience because one of the negatives that consistently comes up is, well, so I lay on it for a few minutes in front of a man watching me. Right. How do I know that this is the right bed? Sure. Well, we're going to put it in the room, and you can stay in that room for two or three hours with nobody else in there, and you can go to sleep if you want. Mm -hmm. And, you know, to, to me, that's a different shopping experience, and, and more guys should be, you know, and, and one of the funny things, one of my dealers said to me, he goes, Pete, you know, are you, you're, it concerns me that you're putting this out for everybody. I said, don't worry. And he's like, well, what do you mean? Don't worry. What if my competitor gets gets his hands on this? This is like gold. And I was flattered. And I said, you know, I'm flattered, but I have to say something to you. 99%, 99 dealers out of 100 that read this book will put it down and forget they ever read it. Right. 99. Even the ones that yeah. paid for, you know, spent the 15 bucks to get the book, they're, they're never going to implement one thing. Uh, some of them will get halfway through and say, who the hell is this Pete Primo and this guy's right. full of crap. And it, right. They might do it after one or two. They right. might, you know. I, so, you know, the greatest secret in the world will always be the greatest secret in the world because most people don't want to listen. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think you, I mean, you've got a really great point there because it's really not about, it's not a really a matter of content or information or, or the like thereof, right? I mean, I, I carry this thing in my pocket um, every day called a cell phone that yeah. has the answer to almost any question that I could possibly have about marketing, about sales, about, you know, whatever. Yeah. It beats and, a magic eight ball. Right, right. And, <laughs> and the truth is, is this thing had all the information that this, this book published. Absolutely. Right? And so it's not a matter of content as much as it's a matter of heart. And... The question is, is the people who read this, do they have the heart to implement these things that you put in the book? And I think that's the, that's the distinguishing factor, 
Right? Yeah. And I think one of the things that will make people read this is and help them is this, is you've really curated some really, really great ideas in really bite-sized portions in a really fun way. I mean, you know, the, I have really enjoyed kind of the cartoons. <laughs> <laughs> there's a few stories from when I was in retail, and there's a few stories about my retailers in there, too. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I, frankly, Pete, I, I mean, I was just really blown away by just the, the flow, the look, the feel, the, the, the ease, and the depth. Um, being able to kind of have all of those things in one place, I think, is really powerful. And I think this is really a gift that you've given to to the industry. And um, I've certainly I've certainly enjoyed it. It's on it's on my bookshelf, and um, this is something that I, I will I will give to people as as gifts um, because I think it's really powerful. And to your point, you know, when when people decide um, that they're going to do the right thing, even if it costs them money, and then they take methods and ideas and are willing to implement them into their business that's when they that's when they can um sell another million dollars this year right right absolutely so tell me this in, in your mind if um for a retailer that picks up this book if they got one thing out of it what would that one thing be wow well i really can't answer that but i'm going to try that really is the reason i wrote the book um because there's not just one thing um, I, I, I would say this, if you don't want to read the book and you don't have time and you were just going to do one thing, this is what I would suggest that you do, that you would solicit your customers' opinions, both good and bad, about their experience and find out why they bought from you, what they liked about your store, and do more of that. And mm. you might also want to find out and you can usually get this with an indirect question, what they didn't like about the other competitors. And, and, you know, ultimately, why did they choose you? If you focus your business on giving your customers more of what they want and less of what they don't want, there might be some things that you think are great. So, Doug, you know, the, the one example is uh, you advertise quick delivery, but then when you talk to your customers about why they bought from you they bought from you because you were the only person that talked about waking up happy and pain-free and how to get a better night's sleep everybody else was focused on some sale they were focused on you know this is the last one my my manager said he'd do it for this blah 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 price mm -hmm. they didn't buy from you because of those things they bought from you because you were the only one that really took a professional approach to to really find out what the exact right mattress, adjustable bed base, protector, pillow was right for them to give them a complete sleep system. And nobody else did that. And that's why they bought from you. And you start finding that out. Well, then that's what you need to start putting forward with your advertising. And one of the things that I talk about in the book is don't just market with price and discounts and sales market with information when you get a customer that has has read about latex or about memory foam or about adjustable beds or about you know 
the 13 biggest mistakes customers make when they buy a new mattress and how to avoid them. They come in with your shook in their hand. Chances are that sale is going to be 30 to 40% higher because mm -hmm. that customer now completely believes in your store. Right. They got a right. book from you in their hand. Right, right. That it tells me two things. Number one, they were thirsty for that knowledge. Number two, it wasn't being provided anywhere else. And number three, they're glad that they found a home. So three, not two. And, and, and so, you know, we really need to find out. And, and, you know, one of the things that I say in the book is this model that I am putting forward in this book is not the only model. There are discount models out there that, you know, but this is a business model that allows a high degree of autonomy once you put in the work the initial work and it's a lot of work to get this thing going when you start to automate everything that you need to automate and you everybody in your company is trained to get testimonials everybody in your company is trained to get referrals everybody in your company is trained to get online reviews you create automation in all these processes you actually have a business that you could come into for a few hours a week put out a few fires because as long as we're dealing with the public there's always going to be something that doesn't fit in whatever parameters and you as the owner need to come in and address those things but you know most owners they're working 60 70 sometimes 80 90 hours a week yeah yeah, yeah. you know some of these poor men and women, they are, you know, they, they really don't have the kind of life that they could have if they automated their business, if they really focused on what the customer wanted. I guess it kind of goes back full circle to, what, to why I wrote the book. I really wanted everybody to see this model because I believe it's a better way of doing it. And really, one of my inspirations for the book was Jeff. Uh, from Gardner's Mattress and not only you know does Jeff do a great job with his retail stores but he also offers services to help people you know come down th this path that actually mm -hmm. I wrote about in this book he's probably the real pioneer of it I mean pieces of this we were living pieces of this 20-30 years ago but the full you know, if I was to, if, if somebody said, Pete, show me a dealer that does all these things, I would point to Gardner's Mattress and More in Lancaster, PA, owned by Jeff Janakovo and Ben McClure. I would say, go, that is the Mecca. Go yeah. there <laughs> and spend, you know, a few hours and, and see what they do and how different their process is. You know, before a customer ever lays down on a mattress, they're asked a series of questions, much the way in a doctor's office. The doctor do doesn't just prescribe something to you. You go to the doctor's office, you have to give him a medical history. He asks you a bunch of questions about the medical history. Then he or she asks you a bunch of questions, right, about what are you feeling? When did it start? Does it ever stop? Tell me more. And then with the vast knowledge that they have of all these symptoms and diseases and things, they come up with a solution, a prescription. And so one of the things hundreds of sales trainers have said that, you know, diagnosis 
uh, prescription without diagnosis is malpractice. And so often in mattress sales or in furniture sales, we as salespeople just start laying them on beds before we even ask them a single question about how are you sleeping at night? You know, you know, tell me, tell me, you know, are you waking up happy and pain free or, you know, or is that why you're here to, to help solve that problem? And tell me more about that. And, you know, Jeff has a whole system for doing that. And we've really watched some dealers implement this and the results are getting are, are incredible. You know, we have a, a little dealer in, uh, in Ohio and she just had the best month she ever had after implementing just a handful of these things mm -hmm. that are in this book. Had her best month ever. How many people do you know that have their best month ever in October? <laughs> Not many. Not many. No. It's February or it's August, right? Yep. Yep. Depend yep. yep. You know, that's pretty much what it is. And and so seeing some of those results is really gratifying to me. Did I answer your question or did I just completely go off on another tangent? No, you, no you, you, you I would say I would you say answered, you answered it, plus. it plus. Cool. <laughs> Thank you. So, you are so, so kind, so, sir. So so <laughs> So Pete, so Pete, I've, I've, enjoyed, I've enjoyed this book. This I know there's, book. A, lot know there's a lot of other people that have. I know this is a book you were offering at your open house. house. Tell me, Tell me uh, for those uh, that, are uh, that are listening to this that, that do not, do not have, the have the book, what is the best way for them to get it? The best way to get it right now is call me, 419-560-3169. It's $14.95 plus shipping and handling. It doesn't cost any more than a moderate lunch or, or breakfast mm -hmm. and if you don't get one idea out of there that completely changes your business i'll gladly refund you your money it's i'm very proud of how it, it came out and it's really not my product per se i mean doug you were a big influencer in this a lot of our conversations kind of brought me to the boiling point where I felt like compelled to have to write this book. So I, early on, you said, you know, were you inspired or were you, uh, you know, possessed? I, I think I actually was at the beginning inspired, but that towards the end, possessed. I mean, really, it, you know, it became another part of my life. Um, I knew every day when I woke up that I had to get to it. Uh, it, it was kind of funny because I was all sad, so happy that it was done. And then I started to read it and critically think about it and I started reorganizing things I pulled some things out I added some things I put more stories from my uh, career in there because uh, people don't want to read an ab abstract idea they want examples of how mm -hmm. things work right and, and that's what I tried to do with the book you know as I said before Jeff was a big part of my inspiration from uh, Gardner's mattress and more as well as Ben. So, you know, I've been blessed all the way through my career. You know, I, I am a big fan of, of, of mentoring. And, you know, I had some great mentors. I mean, I, I really did. Uh, all, all the way through. Now, now some of my mentors are actually younger than me, which is amazing. <laughs> but, you know, here, here's the thing that I would say to people. You know, there's inspiration everywhere. And I would also say this, uh, Doug. There's a book in everybody. And, and just, yeah. just you know, 
I, I will say this, you know, this one was kind of done the old-fashioned way. I have another book coming out very soon. This one was a series of interviews uh, with my friend Simon Aronowitz, mm -hmm. the yep. testimonial yep. guru, and now the online review guru, and, and really a marketing genius. I mean, him and, and Jeff, when they get those two together, I just want to sit back and just... Could I just record this and then charge thousands and thousands of dollars for people to listen to it? Because it would be so worth it to them, and I'd make some money. But, I mean, these guys are, are geniuses, and I'm so blessed they came into my life. But what me and Simon did, I mean, there were times when Simon was walking on the ocean, and he was just asking me questions, basically recording this this new book that, that I, I'm coming out with, um, basically is a series of interviews that were transcribed and then edited. Mm. So you can speak your book, Doug, and I know you know this, so I'm just sharing this with our audience. You could speak your book. If you hate writing and you don't want to write, speak it. Right. It's another right. way of getting it done in a different way. And if you really do it the right way, and it's a whole nother subject, and I didn't mean to get off on a tangent, but I, I just believe there's a book in everyone. There's actually... Three books that I know of right now, the one that I published, the one that I'm publishing in the next two months, and then there's another book that has been on my heart that I've started to accumulate things and kind of put it to the side, to the side and, and, and that book um, won't be ready for another year or two. But, I mean, that's three books. I think there's at least one book in everybody, but I will tell you this, once you write one, you're going to write another one and then another one because you're going to want to get that information out. And even if you have to self-publish it, you know, what I did with this book, I just did it with Amazon and CreateSpace. Mm. This is a great tool. You know, years and years ago, you know, Zig Ziglar couldn't get his book, 100 Secrets to Closing the Sale. He couldn't get that book published. It's one of the greatest Sales books of all time. I'm trying to look for my copy of it, and I can't see it right now. It's one of the greatest sales books of all time. And do you know that if he didn't have the money and the drive and the wherewithal to open his own publishing company, that book never would have been published. Yeah. And that yeah. book was underneath my Christmas tree when I was a horrible RSA and was actually the turning point of my entire career. There's a book in everybody. It's easier today than ever. You don't even need to spend any real money other than it's really time. So, so Doug, talking, yeah. you, you can, it, it's really just a matter of time and organizing it. And there's a lot of free resources out there. If anybody, if I could be helpful in any way, again, call me, 419 560 3169. There was a lot of people that helped me to write my book. You were one of them. You would be amazed, and I want to say this to the business owners that might be thinking about writing their own book, and you should write a book if it's in you, and I think it's in everybody to, to write a, a book. Right. Um, don't let your music go to the grave with you. Don't Don't yeah. let that happen. Some thought that you have, some technique that you employ, some bit of knowledge that you use in a different way than other people use, if you shared it with the world, would benefit somebody. And really, at the end of the day, aren't we here to benefit and help each other? I mean, to me, that's what life is all about. And, and a day 
without helping somebody is a day wasted. Yeah, yeah, so, absolutely. Well, what I'll tell you, Pete, is I am I, I consider this this book a, um, a an absolute treasure and a, and a gift from you to to our industry, and it's it's something that I wish that I wish more people would would do and, and care enough to do. Um, so, gosh, man, thank you. Now, thank you, Doug, and um, we, we've got a great a, a great episode coming up with John Kalensik on, on episode 23, mm-hmm. and Doug, uh, you owe me, I want to interview you, you on episode 24, you did something very interesting, and you are um, doing some things that I think we need to explore a little bit in episode 24, which will be in a couple weeks, so cool. with that... Guys, we'll see you very soon. Take care, and thank you, Doug. You, uh, you're on the verge of making me cry, so I have to go now. Take care, everybody. <laughs> Thanks, Pete. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for listening to the No BS Sales, Marketing, and More podcast for furniture and mattress stores. We love reviews at our podcast. They help us get found. Please review us at iTunes or Stitcher. And while you're there, please subscribe. This podcast was brought to you by Primo Furniture Sales. For more tips on selling furniture and mattresses, go to PetePrimo.com. Till we meet again, sell a million. Thank you.